Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Do you know this morning for about $199, you can get online, fill all of the forms you need, and get a divorce. No, Jesus says, and if you miss everything else I talk about this morning, understand this. Jesus says, I'm not going to get in the middle of your little debate. You want to talk about divorce and how to get out of marriage. Listen to me very closely. Jesus says, I don't want to talk about divorce. I will, but I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about marriage and how to stay married and be happy. So the whole focus is not on how to get out of a marriage. It's how to stay in one and be successful. One of the most controversial aspects in Christianity is that it tends to stay dead center on moral, ethical, and political issues. Rather than swinging hard to the left or right, the teachings of Christ have a tendency to remain in a camp of their own. One such issue is that of divorce. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark gives us the perspective that's most often left out, the perspective of Christ. Rather than favoring either side of religious viewpoints, we read how Christ gives us another alternative to divorce. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message entitled, Stay, Separate, or Divorce. Matthew chapter 5. Now, let me make a couple of opening statements. I want you to answer this question for me. If you yourself have gone through a divorce, or you have a close relative that's gone through a divorce, or you have a friend that you've worked with and they've gone through a divorce, let me see your hand this morning. Now, just keep it up. Look around you. Is there any subject that touches us, more of us than this subject? Nothing. So as I begin to teach today, you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm married, happily married. I don't need to know anything about this divorce jazz. Oh, yes, you do. Because all around you, there are people that are divorcing. In fact, in the church, the divorce rate's really very little different than in the world. Well, how can that be? Now, one thing I want to challenge you with at the beginning of this teaching, the divorce, it's infectious. It's all over our world. Not just here in the United States, obviously, all over our world. And as we talk about this, it is complicated, and yet it's still very simple. It is emotional. In all of our services, we've had people that are crying during the service. It's because it stirs up those things. Some of you, when you leave this morning, say, I wish somebody would have taught me that 10 years ago. 
So you're going to be introduced to things that you never knew. Some of you wish you could go back and change things. We all do. You can't. So let me just say this to you right up front. When we teach this morning, God takes you right where you are. Number two, you're in a friendly place. God loves you. And as we go through it, what we want to do is open our ears and open our hearts. And for some of you, maybe the very first time, learn what the Bible teaches. Now let me make a disclaimer. What I'm going to teach this morning will not be complicated for you. You'll be able to see it very easily. What I'm going to teach this morning is not what I personally believe. It's not what Calvary Chapel personally believes or teaches. It's what Jesus teaches. So it's the Bible. It's much broader than myself. It's much broader than this church. And if you fuss with it, well, don't come to me. You go right to God. And you say to him, I don't like this. This is God speaking to us. A man was driving up a steep, narrow mountain road, curvy. A woman was driving down the same curvy road. As they passed each other going around the curve, the woman leaned out of the window and yelled, Pig! The man immediately leaned out his window and yelled back, Witch! The man continued on his way and the woman on her way. The man rounded the next corner and immediately crashed into a pig that was standing in the middle of the road. You're slowly getting it. The truth of the story, the punchline, if only men would listen. Now, obviously, that's the women clapping. Hmm. Pig! Witch! Now, what does that have to do with the sermon? Just this. I believe God is in heaven saying this. If only my people would listen. Because around the next curve is a disaster. Will you listen? Will you obey? Will you take my warnings as loving warnings? That's where we begin. By the way, there's a scripture that says this. Proverbs. A wise person will hear and increase learning. And increase learning. So that's where we're at this morning. Our goal is just to simply talk about marriage and divorce, to clarify, to correct, and encourage obedience of God's word. Matthew chapter 5, where I've asked you to turn, verse 31. Matthew 5 is where we are in the Bible. That's why we're teaching on today. As we go through the scriptures, this is where we find ourselves. Now, as we're there, let me challenge you with something. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is teaching. He's teaching mostly Jews. And he's going to say over and over again some very important principles. And we see these principles in two little teeny verses, which is in this probably three days worth of teaching. 
Matthew 5, 6, and 7 chapters, just these little snippets, Jesus just says this. It has been said, in other words, by you Jewish religious leaders, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you. In other words, Jesus said, you're practicing stuff that's way different than I'm going to tell you. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. This uncomplicated and straightforward truth was given by Jesus. He says, what you've been hearing, even in the church, this 2,000 years ago, is wrong. Listen up today. He says, I'm telling you like it is. Remember that the Sermon on the Mount is all about this one statement. A follower of Jesus Christ is to be different from the religious and the irreligious. So he says, well, you have this understanding from your Jewish rabbis. This is what marriage and divorce is about. He says, that's wrong. That's not at all what the key is. Let me tell you what it really is about. Now, if that's all we had in the scripture... We might be a little hard-pressed to to develop it. But later in the same book, Matthew, if you flip over to chapter 19, Jesus expands on this. And he begins to clarify and simplify marriage and divorce. He's talking to us. He says this, Matthew 19, verse 3. Now, some Pharisees, the religious leaders, came to him to test him. See, the Pharisees didn't like Jesus. They always wanted to test him. They're always trying to put him into a hard spot. Now, what were they going to try to test him about? What? Take a look here for the first this morning. In the Jewish religion at that time, there were two schools of thought about marriage and divorce. There was the liberal one. We'll talk about it. There was the conservative one. So they're going to come to Jesus and say, which one do you fit into? And you're going to discover that he says, I don't fit into either one, really. And he's going to focus on a whole different direction. So they're coming not to really hear, they don't really care what he has to say. But he knows that there are people listening, and of course we're listening this morning. So notice it says, some Pharisees came to test him, and they ask, is it lawful, is it legal, religiously, for a man to divorce his wife for any in every reason. Well, this controversial subject, as I said, was about two schools in the Jewish church. The liberal view were followers of Rabbi Hillel. Here's what he taught. A man could divorce his wife for any reason. Now, we go back in Jewish history and we see some of the reasons that were written of why a man divorced his wife. Let me give some to you this morning. Actual reasons for divorce. If she burned his breakfast. How many would have been divorced a few times since, since then? If, she, if too, there was too much salt in his food. If she showed disrespect to him. If she spoke to a man on the street. If he found another woman who was more beautiful, he could divorce her. By the way, of the two views... This was the popular view in Jesus' day. We laugh, but what view do you think 
is in our world this morning. Do you think a man can divorce his wife for any and all reasons? Is it actually happening? Yes. Irreconcilable differences. I've fallen out of love with my spouse. By the way, you don't fall out of love with your spouse, you fall out of bed. We, we just don't get along anymore. Let me read you from an ungodly book entitled Divorce, How and When to Let Go. Your marriage can wear out. People change their values and their lifestyles. People want to experience new things. Change is a part of life. Change and personal growth are traits for you to be proud of, indicative of a vital searching mind. Now, you must accept the reality that in today's multifaceted world, it is especially easy for two persons simply to grow apart. Letting go of your marriage, if it is no longer fulfilling, can be the most successful thing you will ever do. Getting a divorce can be a positive, problem-solving, growth-oriented step. It can be a personal triumph. That's the mentality. Where do we see this mentality? Everywhere. Hollywood, it's there. They divorce at will. For any reason. Before they're divorced, they're already living with somebody else. You say, well, is that really happening in the church? Yes. So the situation that we see 2,000 years ago, and we just laughed about the salt and too much burning the breakfast, it's the same today. Why? Because men's hearts are that way. Well, that was the liberal view. What about the conservative view? The conservative view came from followers of Rabbi Shammai. Here's what he said. A person can only divorce his wife if they were guilty of some sexual offense. So those were the two cams. They're asking Jesus, which one do you belong to? Look at verse 4, Jesus' answer. He's going to tell them, Something very different. Verse 4, Jesus responds, Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female? Notice in verse 4, Jesus doesn't say this. Haven't you read the latest no-fault divorce laws? Do you know this morning for about $199 you can get online, fill all of the forms you need and get a divorce? No, Jesus says, and if you miss everything else I talk about this morning, understand this. Jesus says, I'm not going to get in the middle of your little debate. You want to talk about divorce and how to get out of marriage. Listen to me very closely. Jesus says, I don't want to talk about divorce. I will, but I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about marriage and how to stay married and be happy. So the whole focus is not on how to get out of a marriage. It's how to stay in one and be successful. So he says, and by verse 4, I could spend weeks in verse 4. Obviously, I'm not. Notice, in verse 4, Jesus didn't say this. Hey, guys, you remember when the big bang occurred? You remember when, well, evolution just took place? No, he says, uh, do you remember the creator? What did Jesus believe about this world and about the book of Genesis? Well, you know, the book of Genesis is a bunch of fables. Really? Well, that's what you hear in school. That's not what Jesus believed. Jesus says, let's go back to who created man and woman in marriage. Well, when was that? In the garden. 
What does God think about the institution of marriage? So they want to talk about divorce. Jesus wants to talk about marriage. Now notice there's another quick statement. Jesus believed in the creation of the world. Why did he believe in it? Because he was there when it happened. You didn't just evolve. You were created in the image of God. Notice in this verse it also says very easily that at the beginning God made them male and male. Now, this week, the third country in our world, this happened to be Spain, has approved homosexual lesbian marriages, legal. A Catholic country, they fought it, lost, because most of the people in Spain are Catholic in name but never even go to church, just like many people here claim themselves Christians and never come to church. Canada, probably in the week or two, will have finished it. They'll be the fourth country. I'm not talking about homosexuality this morning, but I just want to tell you, the original design for marriage is always one man and one woman. Anything else, listen very carefully, I say it in a loving way, is an abomination to God. He says, well, I don't agree. We're in a liberal... I don't care what you think. Remember, this isn't about what I think. This is about what God said. So he says at the beginning there was a male and a female. Now... How is he going to expand on that? Here's a principle you want to write down. Where do I get the answers, Pastor Mark, for life? In the Bible. He's the one that created you. He's the one that created me. I don't go to somebody's agenda, the ACLU or whatever, to the schools and get my understanding. Do you realize how frustrated I'd be this morning if I came to you and said, we're going to talk about marriage and divorce. I don't know what I'm going to teach from. There isn't really anything that's really solid out there. Let's just talk about some different ideas. I wouldn't even teach on it. But I can go to the Word of God and without any question give you 100% truth this morning. Not my truth, but God's truth. So be assured this morning what I give you is what your Creator has created you to believe. Where are you getting your answers for marriage and divorce? Verse 5. For this reason a man will leave his father and mother, here we go again, a couple, and be, circle this word, united, to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. So Jesus takes him back to the beginning. He takes him to Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. He takes him back to God's basic design of marriage, and he actually quotes the verse. Now, he says, there's a man and a wife that are united. That word united in your Bible, if you'd like to write it there, it simply means this in, in our terms today, super glue. What God said is, I've put men and women together to be one. I glued them together. Now, early this morning, actually last night, I took this piece of paper. On this side, there's green. And in this side, there's red. It's a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. What God says is, I took these two individuals, and like I did last night, I I glued them together. I made them one. Now, they're still individuals. They still have their own uh, unique abilities and whatever, but, but I made them to act as one. I put them together for life till, we don't use this a lot in marriage ceremonies anymore, till death do us part. That's marriage. That's marriage. 
So here's a definition you want to write. What is the definition of marriage by God? Notice he's not interested in talking about divorce yet. Here's what marriage is. Marriage was designed by God to be a permanent threesome. Say that sounds funny. No, God was supposed to be part of every marriage. He's the one that made them. You know, when you go to a pastor, and, and we had a couple of marriages yesterday, the pastor doesn't make people one. We just do the officiating. God does this. It's supernatural. So it's a, it's a permanent, permanent threesome. God, one husband, and one wife for life. Look at this picture, and I think it'll explain it to you very easily. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says this, A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Here's what marriage is. This is what God intended marriage to be. In marriage, two become one. This spiritual bond develops that cannot be dissolved without great trouble or pain. Now, what does that mean? We'll look at your own life this morning. We'll talk about all these scenarios. But the original plan was for God to be the head of the marriage, a husband to be in relationship to God, and a wife to be in a relationship with God. That's what happened in the garden. Of course, then it got broke because sin came in and destroyed God. And Adam and Eve were on their own. And that's what happened with sin. And sin entered the world. And we're responsible for all the junk that's happened since. All the things that happened is because we've taken God out of that place. By the way, that's what's happening to our country. That's why our country is going down the tubes quickly. Pray for a godly Supreme Court person that can get in and change. Not Republican, Democrat, just a godly person. They can go back to our place, how we started. Now, as you look at that, what does that mean? Well, this is the triangle. This is how life is to be. It's not complicated. It's very simple. It's me as a husband being a Christian and submitting to God. It's my wife being a Christian, submitting to God. It's husband and wife submitting to each other. A three-chord strand, you, you can't break it. It's very solid. So Jesus says... I'm not really interested in talking about the thing that you're interested in. Notice what they were interested in those days was the certificate, the piece of paper, the certificate of divorce. It's just, I, 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 you're going to say later, you can see it. Why did Moses talk about this certificate? See, the Jews were interested in the civil stuff, the legal stuff. Jesus said, I'm not interested in the legal stuff. What I'm talking about is spiritual that have nothing to do with the legal stuff. I'm not looking for loopholes to get out of this. Hey, God put you together. What are you doing thinking about how to get out of it? So he focuses on staying and enjoying rather than separating and leaving. So if you're married this morning and you're right here, what do you do in your marriage? Well, you stay right here. Even if unsaved and saved, both saved, both unsaved, the divorce and so forth is wrong, you stay right here. God takes you right where you're at this morning. Whenever we're caught up in social or political divides, it's easy to treat the issue like two sides of a coin. Any amount of time studying the Gospels will quickly show us that Christ never chose one side or the other. In today's message entitled, Stay Separate or Divorce, Pastor Mark reflected on the teachings of Christ when it comes to divorce. Rather than choosing which side better justifies divorce, we learned that divorce was never meant to be an option at all. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Stay tuned for our next edition of Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark will teach us about God's original design for marriage. In our study, we'll learn that no matter what the circumstances are, God's design for marriage didn't include divorce. Just as we've been reconciled to God through Christ, even the most broken of marriages can be reunited and healed through the strength that God provides. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Yeah.